Okay, we're going to continue our service. What we wanted to do at this part of our morning is illustrate the life that Jesus brings right into people's lives. And I know all of us have got our own stories, probably many of us in this room, of how we can testify how we've known God's light and life come into our life. But we want to give a chance for one particular person just to share a bit of their story, uh, to talk about how, uh, through tough, some tough times, as you're here, some really tough times, that they've known God's life come into their life. And so, without further ado, I'd like to invite Debbie Tooth to come and join me at the front, please. Here's Debbie. Hi. Those of you that don't know me, my name's Debbie Tooth. Um, I'm married to Richard, and we have two amazing daughters, Lydia and Rosie. Lydia's five and a half, Rosie is seven months old, and they bring so much joy to my day. Um, But getting to that point has been a difficult road for me. Um, On the 4th of February, 2013, Lydia, my first daughter, was born in London, where we were living at the time. Two days later, on the 6th of February, my mum called us to say that my dad was in critical care in Bedford Hospital and was losing what had been a long fight with uh, chronic myeloid leukaemia. And so we came up to Bedford. On the 15th of February, I lost my dad. Lydia, our daughter, was 11 days old, and I was 11 days into being a mum. In those 11 days, a lot had been missed. We had missed um, checkups and appointments with our midwives in London, and we had been based in the hospital going in and out of dad's room, so I had missed holding my daughter as much as I would have done under normal circumstance. We headed back to London, and I was already feeling a real sense of disconnect. My dad's funeral was the day before my 27th birthday. Between our return to London and his funeral, we had dealt with norovirus, mice in our flat, a car crash, a failure to thrive referral to the hospital for Lydia, and increasing anxiety for me. I had lost my dad, my anchor, and I was now suffering from postnatal depression. My days were ruled by fear. The following months were hard, but we were surrounded by a wonderful church family in London who came to check on us and care for us almost daily. It was months before I could enjoy motherhood and years before I felt truly free of the fear that I had associated with it. People have said to me that they don't know how I got through that time, and to be entirely honest, I don't know how I got through that time, except to say that I know that God carried me through it. I remember hearing a preach during that period about how when Christ called the disciples out into a storm, he met them there, and that though we go through the storms of life, the promise of Christ is that he will meet us in them. The Bible tells us that joy comes in the morning. My circumstances didn't dictate my understanding of God, but rather my knowledge of God dictated my understanding of my circumstance. And in darkness and in fear, Christ brought me the promise of light and life. I lost my dad, I lost my dad but the Bible tells me that God is a father to the fatherless. I couldn't connect with my child, but the Bible tells me that he knit her together in my womb. I couldn't see how my life could be good again, but the Bible told me that Christ came to give me life to the full. I felt alone and I felt scared, but the Bible told me that a living God was working in me and for me because of his love for me. Every Good Friday is followed by Easter Sunday. God brought me freedom from fear and restored my joy. My girls are my delight. 
My dad is missed deeply, but I know that my God holds me tightly. Thank you. Deb, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'm sure many of us, although maybe different, we can also testify when we've known difficult times, maybe dark times, that God's light and God's life has shone through. Easter Sunday, what's it all about? I've got a video I'd like to show you, which uh, is an attempt at answering that question, because it can be a very confusing time. Maybe we could play that video, please. Dad? Are you painting a face on an egg? Yes, I am. Have you lost your mind? No, it's for Easter. Oh, Easter. Right, okay. What's wrong with Easter now? I just don't understand what it's all about. Why do you give me chocolate? How do you mean? When I ask for chocolate, Mum says, no, 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 not good for you. Sometimes you give me more chocolate, what I can eat. Like when? Easter, Halloween, Christmas, my birthday. Okay, okay. The country has gripped by obesity. <laughs> All our celebrations have loads of chocolate. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I don't get the characters either. What characters? The Easter characters. We learned all about Easter at nursery. Yeah. Our Easter bunny and Jesus best pals. Well, not really. Is Easter Bunny in the Bible? Does, does he carry a basket of eggs all the time? Well, the thing is, he's not really in the... Does Jesus totally love chocolate then? Well, the thing is, Easter Bunny's not really in the Bible. What do you think Jesus' favourite chocolate is? Uh, I don't I don't think he had a favourite. My favourite's buttons. Listen, Isla, lots of people believe lots of different things, but the most important thing is that we have fun together. You know? I really don't get it. What's that? Bunnies don't even lay eggs. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I think Jesus does like chocolate, I just want to say. Easter, what's it all about? Baba says, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy has made us alive in Christ. Which is why that's our theme. We want to focus not just on the fact that Jesus died and rose again. Not the fact, just the fact that uh, there is new life in Jesus, but that we, those who place our trust in him, have his life. We are made alive in Christ. Jesus, yes, was nailed to a cross because of our brokenness, because of our mistakes. But death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. Jesus rose again on what we now call Easter Sunday. As one of our songs put it, the ground began to shake, the stone was rolled away, his perfect love could not be overcome. Now death, where is your sting? Our resurrected king has rendered you defeated. Wonderful. We've been made alive in Christ. But what does that mean? What does it mean to be made alive? What's the life that we can anticipate? And are we living in the good of the life that Jesus has given us? In fact, Jesus used these words to describe the life that he was 
bringing and giving. He said this, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus was talking about a fullness of joy, a fullness of peace, a fullness of purpose, a life of forgiveness, a life of relationship with God. It wasn't to be a perfect life. It wasn't to be a life without challenges as we've just heard from Debs. But it was a life of abundance. I've got two words for you this morning. (laughs) Two words. And maybe one of those words is particularly key for some or many of you in this room this morning. The first word is the word find. For some of you, I think you need to hear the word find. Because for some of you today, today is about finding life. The life that Jesus described. This abundant life. This life that Debs has just testified. Let me illustrate this. I wasn't sure where to put this. Can you see what that is? I'll pop it here, okay? I've got a free gift for you this morning. I've got a free gift that if you choose to take it, it's yours. It's a free gift that is for anyone, young or old. It's a free gift for anyone who's tall or short. In fact, this free gift is available now. I've got a free gift. Anybody, would you like a free gift this morning? Anybody in the room, would you? Here's a man who wants a free gift. <laughs> Sir, well done. It's not complicated, you know. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. He gave a free gift of his son. He gave his son. That whoever would receive his son would not perish, but would have life. Eternal life. He would receive the gift of life. You see, this life that This life represented in Jesus is a gift that we need to grab hold of. It's a gift that's been paid for and it's free for us. But it's a life that responds with all of our lives. So maybe for some of you, you need to hear the word find today. Have you found the life that is found in Jesus? The abundant life. The life that means if you go through challenges, you know God's peace and God's joy, and God's security. But also a life, there's a life of eternity. Find. The second word I've got for this morning is this word. The word restore. The word restore. Maybe some of you need to hear the word restore today. One of the writers in the Bible, in a time when he had messed up, cried out to God and said these words, Restore to me the joy of my salvation. See, we can have things happen to us or around us, like Deb's illustrated, which can snatch, which can steal the joy that is ours in our salvation. Or we can actually make wrong decisions and those circumstances and those will lead us down a path which equally take away that joy. Let me ask you a question. This is a 
Audience participation time. What makes you happy? Happy. Honestly, what makes you happy? Anybody? Chocolate. Good answer. Your wife makes you happy, Paul. Man, we are not worthy. Anybody else? I mean, you're not going to beat that answer, obviously, but anyone else? What makes you happy? Family? Laughing. Camping? No, there's more, there's more. Okay, what makes you sad? Lack of chocolate. I can see where this is headed. Loss. Camping. Camping. I feel like we should have a vote on this, but I'm not going to go down there. Anyone else? What makes you sad? Sickness. Injustice. Disappointment. Disappointment. The weather. Especially on a bank holiday weekend. You see, we know, don't we, things that make us happy. And they are to be rejoiced in. We know things that make us sad. The Bible talks about, about rejoicing with those who rejoice and, and uh, weeping and being with those that mourn. But do you know when the Bible talks about life in abundance... When Jesus talks about that, he's talking about a joy that surpasses being happy or sad. It surpasses circumstances. And you know, you can tell when someone knows the joy of salvation because it's written all over their face. In fact, yesterday, Dawn and I, we went to the Good Friday service, my wife Dawn, and we bumped into a lady that Dawn works with, used to work quite closely with, and she became a Christian, I, I think, about maybe 12 months ago. Uh, Dawn knew her before she was a Christian, and she was lost. She was confused. She was trying out everything that was on offer in the world. And yesterday, I met this lady. I'd never met her before, but I'd heard of her. She bounded up to us, threw her arms around Dawn, and then threw her arms around me. I'd never met this woman before, but I like her, you know? <laughs> And joy was all over her face. For some, restore is what God has for you. And do you know, I felt this had weight on it. I'm sure for others, find is key for you. But I feel there's many. You just need to be reminded of the, uh, and have God restore to you the joy of your salvation. It's very interesting when... Jesus said the words that I read at the beginning. I come that they may have life and have it in abundance. The line before says this. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I've come to give you life. You see, someone wants to steal, wants to rob, wants to destroy the life and the joy that is yours in Christ. And we need to believe on truth. And we need to ask God by his spirit to bring and renew and restore our joy. Amen? Amen. So what is it for you? It's a short word today. Finding life or restoring joy. Whichever it is. And maybe for you, 
both are true for you today, so you don't have to respond. But for some, I think there's a response. There's, I'm going to find life today. I'm going to take hold of that gift of God's Son. For others, you know that you were once on fire for God. You once knew God. You ran with him. Maybe you ran away. Maybe circumstances came in. But today, God wants to restore you with the joy of his salvation. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together. Let's just pray for a moment. After I mean. Dear God, we thank you so much that you came to give life in abundance. Lord, I thank you that our walk with you is not a walk with heads held down, but it's a walk of sons and daughters that are forgiven, sons and daughters that are set free, sons and daughters who are new creations, sons and daughters who have a purpose in their life, who have a God with them working in them. Lord, I thank you that your life is our life. I thank you that we are those who have been made alive in you. And God, I pray for anyone who needs to be reminded of that today. Need, as it were, to have this joy of their salvation restored. Lord, I pray you would do that right now. That circumstances, that past mistakes wouldn't rob them of all that you have for them today and tomorrow. And God, I pray for those that maybe have never made that decision to find life, the life that's found in you. God, would you help them right now? And we pray for them that they would choose Jesus. They would choose the life that is found in Jesus, the forgiveness and the eternity with you that is for those who believe in your Son.